Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why biological race isn't real with Princeton University professor Augustine Fuentes. Then you'll learn about how plants pass down bad memories to their offspring. Let's satisfy some curiosity. This is going to surprise you if you've never heard it before. Race isn't real. Not biologically, anyway. There's no gene or even set of genes that you can point to and identify someone's race. This is a really tough thing to grasp, since race is such a big part of culture and society. But today's guest is going to make things a whole lot clearer. Augustine Fuentes is a professor of anthropology at Princeton University. And here's what he told Natalia and me when we asked him, what's a common misconception people have about humans? I mean, most people in their daily lives walk around they're like, oh, I can tell. I know what people look like. They don't. You, you'd have to walk on foot from Cape Town, South Africa, up to Paris, over to Beijing, and then cruise across the Bering Strait down to Seattle, and then make all the way down to the southern tip of Chile, and then hop on a boat and go check out all the islands in the Pacific and then Southeast Asia to have any understanding of what the actual variation of skin color, body form, hair type, nose, face, all that kind of stuff. So when we look around the world, we say, well, there's black, white, and Asian people. I can tell those easily apart. Yeah, that, that's actually not true. So that's the first thing, right? Humans actually vary in much more interesting ways all over the place than, than most people think. But that variation, right, skin color, height, body shape, face form, hair type, does not map to continents. It's not like there's a cluster that's found in Africa, a cluster that's found in Europe, and a cluster that's found in Asia. In fact, every single variant that we see is found in different patterns of distribution, not in the mode of race, either black, white, Asian, or of continent, Africa, Europe, and Asia. That, it's one of those things that I know is true, and it's still so hard for me to wrap my head around. Because you haven't seen it, right? It's just like everyone, like everyone buys, you guys both buy the earth is round, right? That whole sure. story. I don't know about you know, that. Earth is round. <laughs> so, so here's the deal, right? The earth is round. We have great evidence. And you have been taught since you were a child in school that the earth is round and been provided pictures and evidence. But you actually haven't seen it yourself unless you're a pilot. Now, people say, oh, I've been in an airplane. No, no, no. You, you've actually got to be above 38,000 feet and with a good sort of clear view of the horizon to see any curvature. Or if you're an astronaut, astronauts can say, I know the earth is round. I've seen it. But the rest of us haven't, but we're, there's this amazing amount of accumulated knowledge and data and analyses that demonstrate unequivocally that the earth is round. That's also true for what we understand about the falsehood of biological race. Doesn't mean there aren't races and social structures and constructs and political and historical things we call race, but humans are not biologically divided up into black, white, Asian, African, European. But Ashley, as you said, it's so hard because every day in our life, we see black, white, Asian, Latinx, indigenous, right? And, and, and those change over time. So the real trick to understanding the fact that biology doesn't get us race, but race is real, is understanding what racism is and how it makes us see this kind of stuff. Can you give me an example of like one variant is that, or is that going too far yeah. into it? No, okay. no, 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 no. Like, you mean one variant? This just let's let's take skin color, right? Okay. And and here, you know, a big nod to my colleague Nina Jablonski, an amazing evolutionary anthropological uh, scientist who's just done fantastic work in this area, and and a lot of other folks. But but skin color. So everyone's like, okay, dark skin, Africa. No, dark skin 
the entire sort of circum-equatorial part of the world, right? Southeast Asia, South Asia, Australia, the uh, Pacific Islands, South America, and Central and parts of Africa, right? So dark skin is actually spread all over. But wait, don't order yet. Dark skin doesn't get you a continent. Neither does a broad nose or a very thin, large nose. Neither does tight, curly hair. None of those things are characteristic of one geographic location on the planet. So, but we always think that. So, for example, I have come across people who are extremely dark, right, with broad noses, with tight, curly hair, things that many people in the United States say, oh, well, that's associated with an African, right, or an individual of African descent, right? I have come across those people in the most removed populations from Africa, that is in the island of New Guinea, Papua New Guinea, and in uh, central Malaysia, in Southeast Asia, and of course in Australia and these other places, uh, because the Melanesian sort of culture groups of people also have all those characteristics, as do many others. And I didn't even point out the skin thing. Everyone thinks in the United States, it's like, oh yeah, most people are pretty light colored. No, no, light color is the minority of humans on the planet. The vast majority of humans are dark, right? So dark in the sense of Southeast Asia, Africa, South America, like most human beings are darker than someone who has a long history of being white derived from let's say Germany or the UK. So just to be extra clear on this, because even after listening to you, Ashley, and after listening to Augustine, it could be still a little confusing. Let's say you're filling out like some paperwork and it says, what race are you? African-American, Caucasian, Asian, whatever. That's completely a social construct. Like there is no biological basis. It's not like the category African-American is like one type of person with one set of genes. There's actually an enormous amount of diversity in the genes of all of those groups. And so race is completely a social construct with no basis in distinct different sets of genes. That is right. And again, that's not to say that race isn't important because it clearly is. It just is not biological or genetic. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, again, that was Augustine Fuentes, a professor of anthropology at Princeton University. He's also the author of several books, including Why We Believe, Evolution and the Human Way of Being, and The Creative Spark, How Imagination Made Humans Exceptional. You can find links to pick those up in the show notes. Human parents pass down memories to their children all the time. And it turns out that plant parents do too. Except in this case, it's causing harm to their offspring. These particular memories are stored in the twists and folds of the plant's DNA. And researchers just learned that they can be passed down from parents to offspring with less than ideal effects. And the plant in question is Arabidopsis thaliana, otherwise known as thalecress. It's a small, squat plant with broad leaves that geneticists just love to study. But beyond the lab, it's basically a weed. You've probably seen specimens peeking out of cracks in the sidewalk. And once a year, this otherwise inconspicuous organism sprouts a bouquet of flowery stalks that can grow as tall as 10 inches, or 25 centimeters. At least, that's usually the way it happens. Sometimes the conditions aren't right for such a big investment of energy and nutrients. Environmental stress can make an individual plant decide against sprouting these stalks. And that decision should stay with the individual plant. When it produces offspring, they start with a clean slate, blissfully unaware of the stress their parent endured. 
But the researchers behind this new study found that doesn't always happen. Plants sometimes pass memories of stress from their own environments down to their offspring. And that can keep the offspring from growing right and reduce its chances of survival. So how is the memory passed down through the generations? Well, the answer is not oral tradition. They're not all gathering around the campfire. That'd be weird. No, it's epigenetics. Epigenetics is all about the way DNA is packaged. Most of the info in DNA is stored in the nucleic acids, A, T, C, and G. But there's also information baked into the way strands of DNA are wrapped around proteins called histones. The problem for the plants seems to lie with two proteins that have control over the timing of a plant's flowering and over its chemical memory. Scientists have known for years that some epigenetic information can be passed down through the generations, and there's a lot of research into how that plays out in humans. But these two proteins cause way too much epigenetic information to be passed down. The new research shows that they can cause problems by altering the histones and changing how the next generation's DNA is packaged. They basically prevent a normal reset of the packaging instructions, which leads to offspring that behave as if they experienced the same stressors their parents did. It would be like if I watched a scary movie and I was afraid of Freddy Krueger, and then my kid was just born afraid of Freddy Krueger. Well, the hope is that one day we can learn to manipulate these epigenetic memories to breed plants that can better adapt to their environments and stop getting held back by their parents' memories. Well, let's recap the main things we learned today to wrap up. We learned that race doesn't map to continents, and it's not biological either. Everything about our looks varies around the world. And, bonus fact, the majority of human beings alive today have darker skin than what we would call Caucasian. A very non-Americocentric thing to learn. But it's nice to be reminded sometimes that we Americans aren't the only people in the world. It's almost like there's lots of other countries and people and cultures and societies that we should learn about and would have more enriching lives if we interacted with more. Just a just a <laughs> random thought. And that word Caucasian is its own story that we should cover someday because it has a weird history. And I kind of don't want to use it anymore because of that. Ooh, stay tuned. And we also learned that plants pass down bad memories to their offspring thanks to epigenetics. Specifically, a couple of proteins that control a plant's chemical memory and flowering timing pass down way more information than researchers would normally expect. TMI, plants. TMI. These plants should just be more like me and not be afraid of anything. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Ah. Uh... Today's last story was written by Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Go watch a horror movie. You don't have to wait till October. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 